0: Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs.
1: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode.
0: I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with Big Dick Energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey, guys. Welcome to Currently Cringing. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Cheers to you and cheers to me. I'm engaged. I am one of the luckiest girls in the world. I am so happy. I am over the moon, but I do have to share with you my proposal story. And a few of you hopeless romantics out there listening will definitely be triggered. But that's why the podcast is called Currently Cringing. You're going to cringe at me and with me, and we keep it real. I have been meditating. I have been praying. I popped a few Xanax. I drank a warm, calming cup of tea. And the rage isn't going away. So most people cry tears of joy during their proposal. You know, I wanted to punch someone in the fucking face. Let's get into it, cringers. Part 1 of my proposal. So, just to give you some perspective, my boyfriend is not available the first 2 weeks of May, and I'm not available the last 2 weeks of May, and I travel every 10 days for 10 days at a time, and my boyfriend is always working as well. And We're just a true elder millennial couple, and we work a lot. That's our reality. And as you know, we have this Cinco de Mayo deadline. I gave my boyfriend this ultimatum. I said, Cinco de Mayo or Hot Girl Summer, you choose. So I kind of gave him this impossible task, you know, where I said, I don't want to be proposed to in Scottsdale because I'm a very sentimental person. You know, people and places, they're very important to me and I don't really have any memories here in Scottsdale. So I don't want the proposal to be in Scottsdale. You can propose to me in New York or in Miami or even in Big Sur where we had the most magical time for our first Valentine's Day together. And if you've heard about the Big Sur story and the Sedona story on the podcast, then you know that my boyfriend is not a planner. And if you've watched a little bit of Family Karma, then you know I'm a little psychotic. I am that type a personality, OCD quintessential control freak. And a lot of people don't see that side of me because I'm cool, calm, and collected most of the time because of all the meditation and the prayer, but there are times where if I'm pissed, then we're on, and it's hardcore, and I'm pissed 90% of the time on family karma, which is why you always see that side of me, and I do believe, you know, that's the character role that I got, and in life, I always think you should lean in, so that's what I give on that show. But for the most part, I'm very nonchalant about a lot of things, but I'm very particular with planning. And I waited 37 years for this proposal, you know, meeting the love of my life. It was really important to me. And I'm a traditional girl at heart, so I can't plan my proposal even though I tried to plan my proposal as much as I could. So of course I called Julie Taparia, my astrologer. Shout out to Julie. Listen to that episode. She's amazing. She's been on the podcast. So I asked Julie Taparia, you know, what would be a great day to get proposed to? And you all know I'm an astrology bitch. So of course I was going to ask Julie, you know, what would be a good day? And she said April 16th is a pink moon and probably one of the best days to get engaged. So... I told my boyfriend, let's try to get engaged on April 16th, but surprise me. Mind you, I'm never here. I'm always traveling. He's always working. And I also said, you can't propose to me in Scottsdale. It has to be in New York, Miami, or Big Sur. Oh, and you have to propose before Cinco de Mayo. And I would be lying to you if I told you that I didn't choose my ring. So I've never been that girl, as you know, that planned her wedding or you know, looked at rings or dreamed of what wedding dress I would wear. So I didn't even know the size of my ring finger. And so I had to figure that out. And I knew what I had in mind. I always wanted an emerald ring. But then when I tried on the emerald, it really didn't look good on my finger. And so I ended up flipping the script on myself and chose a completely different shape and stone. So we started ring shopping April 1st. And the size of my finger is very unique. I have a three and a half size ring finger, which is really small, tiny. And so we had to get the ring custom made. And PSA, I have one of the most beautiful rings I've ever seen, and I'll talk about it in my ring episode. But I specifically told my boyfriend, I need this ring so that when I look at the ring and you do some annoying shit, I'm less pissed at you. And so we actually got the ring the week of the pink moon. So we couldn't really propose and do the whole thing. But my boyfriend did ask me To marry him, not on his knee, but sitting on the couch in our living room. No pomp and circumstance. It was just filled with love and it was happy. And I, of course, said yes. We were just chilling on the couch, just, you know, working and talking. And the ring came and we just had our fun little moment. And I said yes, obviously. But then the ring was too big. And I knew I wanted my namesake proposal, you know, like the official proposal. So now we knew the pink moon proposal was out the window because the ring came after the pink moon and you know it had to be sized so we sent it back. So we send the ring back and now we get it back on April 21st. And so now we literally have a week before Cinco de Mayo. So this is where the story really starts. It sets the tone. So my boyfriend says, okay, but when should I propose now? Because we're a week from Cinco de Mayo and the ring's still too big. We have to send it back a second time, which we're not going to, because now you're just going to propose and we'll deal with that after. And I'm like, what do you mean you're asking me when you should propose? Like we have a week, like do something, book something. Why are you asking me? Well, he's like, well, I don't know your schedule. You're always traveling, which is true. So now I'm annoyed because he already asked me when he should propose. And I guess this is the reality of our schedules. So we have a scheduled proposal. So at that point, I'm like, just propose to me this coming weekend, which is the weekend of April 30th. So I call Julie Taparia and I say, Julie, you know, we're thinking of getting engaged in like five days. What do you think of April 30th? And she's like, no, it's a black moon. Are you fucking kidding me? It's a black moon? Like, what the fuck is a black moon? And she's like, oh, it's an eclipse. There is no moon. And she's like, but you already told me you did the proposal thing on the couch. I'm like, yeah, but it was just like, oh, we got the ring. And he was like, will you marry me? And then I went into the black moon spiral because, you know, I love a good spiral. I love to spiral. And now we're having our proposal on a black moon. Whatever that means, it doesn't sound good because neither of us are available till July. So we have this scheduled proposal now. I'm mad that it's a black moon. I'm mad that we have it scheduled, but you know, it is what it is because there's no other weekend that we're free. And I'm complaining to my boyfriend. I'm like this Ponzi proposal. It's not a surprise. Like now I'm going to know when it is. And then my boyfriend's sitting next to me on his computer, booking the flights in the hotel. I'm like, why are you doing this next to me? At least go to another room and have some element of surprise. Because at this point, I knew we were going to New York. And I knew we were going the April 30th weekend because neither of us are available any other day. And now I'm complaining that it's a black moon and my boyfriend, my sweet boyfriend who's been dealing with my wrath is like, babe, I proposed to you that day on the couch. That's the real proposal in my heart. I'm like, okay. He's like, we're just doing this for namesake. You know, I'm like, okay. So I was very specific with my instructions. I said, if you're going to propose to me in New York, I want the proposal to be at East Village Pizza, which is where we had our first date. And if you listen to the podcast, you know he gave me a framed photo of the first pizza we had together on our first date. And then we did a few pizza tours after that. And it's funny because I'm gluten-free and dairy-free, but pizza is a big part of our relationship. It's true to who we are. And I had been telling him since March that I wanted to be proposed to if we were going to propose in New York, then I wanted it to be at East Village Pizza. So I had been crystal clear he can be a little clueless with these things. I even put together a proposal team. You know, I had sheets, my sister, Dylan, Ditz, Neil, all friends of the fucking show, guys, everyone on the pod. There was a group chat. Julio was in there with my BFF Gail. I mean, I had a team together to make sure this was going to be done right because I knew what weekend it was going to be, and that it was most probably going to be in New York. But I really didn't know who was going to be able to make it or what was really going to go down. But I knew that I wanted it to be at East Village Pizza. And then I said I wanted dinner with close friends and family, whoever would come, at Budokan. You know, it's old New York. I have fun memories there. And it's yummy food. And it's totally a vibe for me, an elder millennial. So I'm mad with my Ponzi proposal. I'm complaining that it's planned and telling my boyfriend that, you know, now I know when it is. And my parents are in India. And of course, my dad sends me a text message saying, congratulations. I heard your engagement is this Saturday in New York. And then Gail was like, I think dinner might be with so and so. And I'm like, why are you telling me? And she's like, oh, wait, you're not in the group chat. No, I'm not in the fucking group chat. It's supposed to be a surprise. So leave it to Boomer parents to congratulate you before and your friends thinking that you're in the group chat. But, you know, I like to align with what's happening. You know, this is the movie. It's happening. You can't press rewind this is life, you know, and so onward and upward per use, I'm getting excited. I'm psyching myself out because I'm getting, you know, the proposal. I want to wear my gorgeous ring and I'm with the love of my life. And it's three days away now. I'm getting my lashes, hairs, nails done. I bought myself some gorgeous Manolo Hungisis in blush. And I booked a makeup artist in New York for Saturday morning. I said I wanted a photographer and I wanted video of the proposal just for me and my memories. So at this point, I'm like, surprise me with the people and I guess the flight. So I asked, you know, when are we flying? He said Friday night. So I got all my stuff together and we go to the airport. We take the red eye to New York from Scottsdale on Friday night. And we land in Manhattan Saturday morning, April 30th. And I am so excited because I don't know where we're staying or what's happening. And I told the makeup artist, you know, I don't know where I'm staying yet. So I'll let you know as soon as I land because I landed like at 530 a.m. So we get to the hotel and I'm just ecstatic. You know, my boyfriend booked the Park Hyatt. He booked a gorgeous suite and it's totally my vibe. And I'm a simple girl at heart, but when it comes to vacations and, you know, special occasions, you know, I'm over the top, like succession vibes, you know, like let's do it big, go big or go home. And so the Park Hyatt was that old New York elegance, just everything that I love about New York City. It's got an indoor stunning saltwater pool that faces all the skyscrapers and Central Park, it's on Billionaire's Row, totally bougie vibes. Perfect for a proposal. And so my boyfriend already, you know, is impressing me, like I'm impressed. And there happens to be a Nobu right in front of the Park Hyatt. And Nobu is actually very special to me and my boyfriend because when I was spending the summer with him in Dallas, our dear friend Tiffany Moon she's from Real Housewives of Dallas, and I've become very close to her. She was the first person to meet my boyfriend, and she took us to Nobu, Dallas. And then in Scottsdale, we actually live in front of Nobu, so we go to Nobu all the time, and it's just a special place for us. So we're at our hotel, just enjoying. And I know today's the proposal day. I don't know what time it's going to happen. It's now about 7.30. I told the makeup artist to come at 9.30 just so I could be ready. And we walk to our favorite place, Cha-Cha Matcha in Bryan Park. We get our green tea lattes and we head back to the hotel. We get ready and we're just walking around the beautiful lobby and the pool and the gym. I mean, it's just a stunning hotel. My makeup artist comes and I'm getting my makeup done and my hair done in the room. My boyfriend's enjoying his croissant from cha-cha-macha and we're just chilling and the vibe is amazing. We're all so happy and I know I'm getting engaged today. It's one of the happiest days of my life. I just don't know when and at what time. But I also know I had been specific about wanting to get proposed to at East Village Pizza. So I didn't eat anything. I said, I'm just going to have the matcha latte. And then, you know, I guess I'll eat some pizza. Wink, wink. Because I know. So I get my hair and makeup done and then we take a nap because we've been flying and we landed at 5 30 a.m. and then it's been non-stop. So we have an hour to nap apparently till the plan gets into action. So then I start getting ready and I'm wearing my Manolos. I'm wearing this gorgeous dress, but it's really tight. So I can't take Wide strides. You know, my steps are like baby steps. I'm basically like bunny hopping in these Manolos and this dress. And I asked my boyfriend four times, Are we walking? He said, No. I said, Are you sure? Because I can't walk in these shoes for more than two blocks. And I can bring a pair to change if we're walking. He said, We're not walking. I said, Okay. And my boyfriend looks so handsome in his suit. And I'm just so happy right now. So we get into the Uber and I'm assuming that there's going to be a photographer or there might be a little detour, but we're going to East Village Pizza. And now I'm actually starving because it's one o'clock and I haven't eaten anything except for I had a few sips of my matcha latte because I wanted to look good for my photos. So we get into the Uber and we start heading to Union Square. And then we stop at Union Square. And of course, the roads are closed because something's always happening in New York. And the roads are closed. And the Uber driver says, You're going to have to walk the next two blocks to your destination. Now, Union Square is cute. I love Union Square, but it's not fucking East Village Pizza. So I'm still staying cool, calm, and collected because I don't really know the plan. And I know that I've said what I wanted. Maybe a thousand and a half times, you know, maybe 3,000 times I've said what I wanted. So, why would we not go to East Village Pizza? So, then we get out of the Uber and we're walking. And now we're walking more than two blocks. And now I'm angry because my feet are pinching. I said I couldn't walk in these shoes and I don't know where we're going. And now I'm also hangry. And so I see a DSW because I can't walk anymore. That's how painful this is. We walked three blocks and now we're at the DSW. And now I'm raging because I didn't want to be at a DSW on the day of my proposal, but that's how bad my feet are hurting. You know, I wanted to be her so bad, you know, like her, but I'm a queen of comfort and that's my reality. And so we're at DSW and I'm already livid because we're at DSW, and I'm too cute to be here right now waiting in a long-ass line for the cheapest shoe that I could find, which are these fuzzy pink pumas for $11, which I was like, you're buying these for me because we're here, and I'm mad. So we get the fuzzy pink pumas. And now my boyfriend's holding my Manolos. And now we're walking around the Union Square area. And I look like a lady of the night, like he has picked me up from some corner. And I'm in this gorgeous outfit with these pink pumas. And he's my sugar daddy. That's what we look like right now, walking around Union Square. So then our good friend, one of my BFFs, Neil calls, NKP. Why are you calling? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Do you want to come over? Uh, yeah, I do. Really? I look at my boyfriend because this is the conversation he just had. You want to go to Neil's house? Why aren't we going to East Village Pizza? It's like, oh, let's just pass by and say hello. I'm like, okay, fine. And I'm still trying to be half cool, calm, collected because fifty percent of it was lost at DSW. You know, I lost my cool at DSW. So now we are at Neil's apartment. And I'm famished. So I'm like, do you have something to drink? But I don't really want to drink alcohol because I haven't eaten anything. And that's not good for me. It might trigger a migraine because I'm that person. So we have a lime Perrier. And let me tell you, it is one of the most gorgeous days in New York City, except it's one of those days where you don't want to be in sandals, you know, you are cold. So you want to be in a closed-toe shoe. But it's also one of those days where the sun is out. So it's burning your back and your scalp, even though it's cold. I'm sure you guys know exactly what kind of weather I'm talking about. And so I asked my boyfriend, as we're heading up the stairs to the rooftop with Neil, I said, babe, you promised nothing's happening on this rooftop because I do not want to be in these fuzzy pumas. And I already know in my gut, like something's not right here. And so I'm now in the Manolos and climbing stairs because I just don't trust him. Because I don't know why we're here. And so now we're climbing these stairs to get to Neil's rooftop, which is an East Village pizza. And I'm now in my Manolos again because I know we've hired a photographer, but I also don't know what is going on anymore. I've lost the plot line. I've lost control. And she is now unhinged. Stay tuned for part two of my proposal. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.